0: The Lynx and Locks Podcast. Better than most. Better than most. Better than most. Winner, winner, chicken <laughs> <or> dinner. <laughs> Four. You got real talent. Don't concentrate on golf. Welcome to Lynx and Locks Action Network's golf betting podcast presented by Bet365. I'm your new host, Andy Lacken. And starting last week, I'll be joined alongside Action Golf contributor, Tony Sartori, for these Best Bets episodes. And just like Jason and Ben have done the last couple of years, Tony and I will play 18 holes today, giving our 18 favorite picks for this week's tour event the Mexico Championship from Vidanta Vallarta. Before we dive into this week's episode, a reminder that the Links and Locks podcast is presented by Bet365. Bet365 doesn't do ordinary. That's why you get more boosts with them than with anyone else. Every day, they power up the odds on hundreds of bets to give you a chance to win more. Bet365 boosts specific markets, your winnings, and even parlays. They don't stop there. Keep an eye out for their biggest and best odds with the incredible super boost. Check out the boost and see why it's never ordinary up at three, six, five must be 21 or older and present in Arizona, Colorado, Iowa, Louisiana, New Jersey, Ohio, Virginia, or 18 and older in Kentucky gambling problem Call 1-800-GAMBLER or 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Okay, Tony, we're on the first tee here for our Mexico Championship Best Bets. Get us started.
1: All right, let's do it. So we got a very watered-down field this week, especially with Torres withdrawing. Um, But so what that means is it's very likely that we get a breakout performance from someone who hasn't won on tour yet, and that brings me to Thomas Dietrich. A lot of guys, a lot of gamblers have been waiting for him to break out uh, since he came over from uh, the DP World Tour, and I think this could be the week where he finally does it against this – pretty weak field so he's in good form he's got two top 20 finishes over his past three tournaments including his fourth place finish at pebble beach and at pebble that was a tournament where the field is way more difficult than what he's going to face this week um so he got past palom greens this week um dietrich has three straight top 20 finishes on tournaments that are contested on past palom greens and finally What's most important to me when handicapping this term is putting. Because if you look at last year, six of the top 10 six of the top seven finishers here last year ranked ninth or higher among the field in strokes gained putting. That was the only statistic that was even close to that sort sort of like the top guys finished top in that metric. Um, and so that brings me back to Dietrich, who's 13th on tour in strokes gained putting this year. And yes, it's a smaller sample size, but he was 50th last year Um, in I think 40, 44 measured rounds. So a little bit of bigger sample size last year, but he's still well above the tour average in strokes gained putting. And then finally, the main range of approach distances at this course is 175 to 200 yards. About 23.4% of approach shots at this course are from that range of distance. And uh, tree has been above tour. When you look at this year and last year combined, he's above the tour average in greens and regulation percentage from that. 175 to 200 yard distance so there's so much like about d this week i think this is finally week where he breaks through and i like him at 28 to 1 at bet 365
0: love that i'm gonna go with a uh, another long hitter in that same range of the odds board i'm looking at taylor Pendrith plus 2800 enhanced win on bet 365 Pendrith is one of the most powerful drivers of the ball in this field. He ranks eighth in carry distance, 13th in driving distance, 10th off the tee on driver heavy courses with a low miss fairway penalty. You mentioned the middle to long iron play. He ranks third in proximity, 175 to 200 yards, 24th in fairway proximity, 200 yards plus. He's a great putter on slow greens. Uh, He raises his baseline significantly on slow greens. He's coming off a ninth at Torrey Pines, another very driver heavy golf course where he gained strokes in all four major categories. Uh, I think this is the week where we're ready to see a Pendrith breakout. And I thought 28 to one enhanced was a very fair number.
1: Absolutely. So I'm going to target another outright winner that's a little bit lower on the odds board um, 50 to one, and Mark Hubbard. So he actually, I talked about earlier how Dietrich finished fourth at Pebble. He was tied with Hubbard for fourth at Pebble. Again, much tougher competition than what these guys are going to face this week. And then another thing, reason why I love Hubbard is he finished tied for 18th at the Mexico Open last year. And the Mexico Open has only been a tour-sanctioned event for two years, right? They've only been here for two years. There's going to be so many, especially with how many like young guys are in this field, there's going to be so many guys that have never played here. That's going to be such an advantage for Hubbard to not only have played here at least once, but to have success here with that 18th place finish last year. Um, and then finally, again, I'm going back to the putting. Hubbard is 41st on the tour in strokes game putting so far this year. And like, yeah, you like hear 41st and you're like, well, how impressive is that? You got to realize that, that in this field, 41st is about like the 10th best putter in the field, out of this field. So he's up there in putting. And then finally, like d and like you were saying um, with Pendrith, he's good with the middle on irons. He's above tour average when you combine this year and last year's. Greens are regulation percentage from 175 to 200 yards. So at 50 to one, I think that's a good number to target Hubbard at, uh, to finally get that win.
0: I'm going to stick in the outright market as well and stick around this range of the odds board too. I'm going to go with Davis Thompson, uh, 38 to one enhanced win on bet three, six, five, He is another guy that is really powerful driver of the ball off the tee. He ranks third in this field and strokes gain off the tee on wide open driver, heavy courses with a low miss fairway penalty. That was one of the, Big things that I was looking at this week from a statistical perspective. Who are the guys that gain the most strokes off the tee on these driver heavy golf courses with wide fairways where there's not a huge penalty for missing and you can kind of spray it a little bit? Davis Thompson ranks third in this entire in field in strokes gained off the tee in those conditions. He is a great overall iron player as well, ranking 11th in overall approach play, 12th in fairway proximity, 200 yards plus. And he's coming off a 15th place Phoenix at the Phoenix Open, where he gained 4.2 strokes on approach, despite getting the wrong side of a three-stroke weather advantage. Uh, so I think Davis Thompson is going to make some serious noise this week in Mexico.
1: I love that buy spot, especially with you said how he got kind of screwed by the weather. But um so I'm going to go into the finishing positions market, and I'm going to target Michael Kim. So this is a bit of a dart throw. He's 12-1 to one to finish top five, right? But the reason I like this dart throw more than probably any of the other dart throws I'm going to throw out for the rest of this podcast is because when Kim's off, he's going to miss the cut, right? But when he's on, he can he's flirts with winning. So, like, we saw that he finished sixth at the American Express, and he finished fifth at last year's Wyndham Championship. And honestly, like, that, that performance at the Wyndham last year kind of, like, turned his game, I don't know if it was psychological or not, but it turned his game around. He's only missed one cut since then. He's had multiple great finishes. And then in 2023, he finished fifth at the Puerto Rico Open. And I mentioned that because that was also contested on past Palom Greens. So, like, he's proven that he can finish top five at a – venue that is contested on these types of greens. He's above average um in strokes game putting, he's above average in greens regulation percentage from 175 to 200. So again, he just kind of checks all the boxes I want to see from Michael Kim. to at least, you know, throw a dart at 12 to 1 to finish in the top 5.
0: Love that. I'm uh heavily considering Michael Kim myself this week in a lot of markets. I'm going to stick with one more outright, a real bomb here. Um I'm going to go with Sam Stevens 100 to 1 enhanced win. On bet 365. Uh, Stevens fits that Taylor Pendrith Davis Thompson profile that I'm looking for in terms of power off the tee. He ranks 18th in carry distance, fifth in driving distance. He is a great long iron player as well, ranking top 25 in both proximity 175 to 200 and proximity 200 yards plus. It's so one of the biggest razors of his baseline on slower greens as well. Ranking top 15 in this field on slow greens, six in strokes gain total and past He also has a third place finish at the Corrales Punta Cana resort and club championship. That is another resort tropical pass Palum, wide open driver, heavy easy golf course. If he can do it at Corrales, I strongly believe that he can do it here at a hundred to one, Definitely my favorite triple-digit bet in this entire field to win. So I think worth worth a sprinkle this week on Sam Stevens.
1: I like it. Stevens is actually like my last cut when I was getting down to our nine and bets. He was my last cut to not make the nine, but um, I'm glad you brought up the Corrales Punta Cana Championship because that's going to bring me to Austin Eckrode. So his top twenty market is plus two is plus two seventy five at bet three sixty five. So he finished fifth at last year's Corrales um, Corrales. Excuse me. And that, as you said, that was also contested on past Palom Greens. He's been, so with this top 20 number, right, he's been flirting with it recently. He's got three top 25 finishes over his last six tournaments, including his eighth place finish at the RSM Classic. But the problem is that that out of those three top 25s, that eighth was the only time they cracked the top 20. But he's been right off the number in the other two. And at plus 275, I think it's worth a shot. Again, as I've been reiterating, reiterating through my play so far, above average putter. Above average in greens regulation from one seventy five to two hundred, um, and then with the success he's shown, like at last year's Corrales, Prince County Championship, why not take a shot at him to finish top twenty at plus two seventy five?
0: I'll uh, I'll hang on that Corrales theme for for one more, uh, which brings me to Vincent Norman. Uh, I'm gonna go with him in the top ten market at plus six fifty. Um, he finished sixteenth at Corrales last year. He also finished eighteenth here. Uh, gaining strokes in all four major categories, including five strokes, ball striking. Fits that same mold uh, in terms of Stevens, Pendrith, and Davis Thompson, if you are noticing a theme. He rakes top 15 in carry distance, driving distance, off the tee, on driver-heavy courses with a low miss fairway penalty. Uh, I just love this particular skill profile for this golf course if you're noticing a theme I think you want to have a lot of experience on these Resort tropical pass Palm courses be a great middle to Long iron player a very powerful driver of the ball as well um so I I love Vincent Norman to finish in the top 10 this week at plus plus
1: 650. nice I like that line I will play that's kind of like right next to it so top 10 Market plus 600 is Maverick McNeely. So the reason I love McNeely so much this week is because he has been, over the past two seasons, he flies under the radar, but he's been one of the best putters, if not the yeah. best putter on tour. I mean, maybe Denny is maybe the only guy to take over him on greens, but he's been right up there. He's 35th this season so far in strokes game putting. He finished last year first, which is, pretty remarkable given that the results weren't quite there but that's why i like him this week finally is because the results are starting to come he just finished sixth at the phoenix open so i'm hoping he carries that momentum along with that putter over down here to mexico top 10 plus 600 for maverick mcneely
0: love that one as well. I'm going to stick in the top 10 market and give you one more top 10 before I start to take some shots on a couple more long shots. I'm going to go with Jonathan Vegas plus 650. He's right there next to Norman in the top 10 market and he fits the consistent theme that I'm going with this week as well. He also happens to hit the ball a very long way off the tee. Um and he is coming off a of 22nd in Phoenix where things really started to come together for him he took a bit of an extended layoff towards the end of 2023 missed his first couple of cuts coming out of the gate in 2024 but things really seemed to click for him in phoenix he gained over three strokes off the tee and over three strokes on approach If we go back to look at Vegas's historical metrics, these types of golf courses have been the places where you want to play Johnny Vegas. He has had a tremendous amount of success on pass palm. He ranks second in this entire field in strokes gained total on pass palm over the last three years. He's starting to show me a little bit of form and now he travels to a golf course that was tailor-made for his game. Plus 650 is a great spot to bet Johnny Vegas in the top 10 market if you don't really trust him to win yet.
1: I like that. I like that play a lot. And so I'm going to go a little bit farther away from top 10. I'm going to go to the top 30 market and I'm going to target... Aaron Badley, again, so we've each kind of found our own themes this week. Mine's obviously been putting so far, and Aaron Badley, again, is another guy who kind of flies on the radar, but he's one of the best putters on tour. He's second this season so far in strokes game putting, finished 31st last year in a much larger sample size. And again, with such a watered-down field, 31st on tour last year, in strokes game putting is like the fourth or fifth best mark in this field this week um so and he's in good form as well he's coming off a 28th place finish at the phoenix open again against a much tougher field and he's got three top 30 finishes over his past six tournaments um and finally this is this is why i love Bally the most this week and especially why i love him top 30 at plus 260 at bet 360 at bet 365 He's finished inside the top thirty in eight of his eleven career appearances at Greg Norman Design courses, which of course we know this week Vedanta is a Greg Norman Design course. I mean that's that's just such a great trend to target, especially when you're getting a number of plus two hundred and sixty on return for Aaron Badley. So that's where I'm going to go for the top thirty market.
0: I'm going to go top twenty on this one, Um, and I got him at plus three hundred and fifty. I'm going to go with Carson Young, uh, who's. You know, maybe the first player that I'm talking about that doesn't really have this overimposing power off the tee, but he certainly makes up for it with his middle to long arm play. He is one of the best players in this field, rakes top 20 in both proximity 175 to 200 and proximity 200 yards plus. He is one of the biggest risers uh, in this field on slower greens. He's had a bunch of success on past poem already in the past. He finished 15th here last year and gained over seven strokes, ball striking and 1.8 putting. So he's proven already that this golf course fits his eye from T to green and that he's putted well here in the past. Coming off of 41st in Phoenix, where he gained over 3.5 strokes on approach. Young has now gained over three strokes on approach in back-to-back starts. So I think for a guy to finish in the top 20 at plus 350, just based on his iron play alone, I think this is a very, very, very worthy dart throw for Carson
1: Young. Absolutely, and I like how he's been starting to play recently. So that brings me to... This plays a little weird for me, so I'm gonna just I'm trying to take a top 40 because I think plus 100 is ridiculous to, for this play. So Chesson Hadley's top 40 is plus 100. I think it's kind of ridiculous we're catching plus money here, so that's why I'm taking, it, taking this instead of, like, I was debating taking him outright. So this almost feels like a course that was made for Hadley, So he won the 2014 Puerto Rico Open. That was also a tournament contested on past Palom Greens. He's also finished fourth at the 2015 Valero Texas Open. That takes place at TPC San Antonio, and that is another Greg Norman-designed course. He's got 10 top 40 finishes over his past 14 tournaments, and he's a great putter. He's fifth on, on tour this season in strokes game putting. He was 30th last year on tour in strokes game putting a much bigger sample size. And he's one of the best approach players from 175 to 200 yards on tour. This year, he ranks ninth in greens regulation percentage from that distance. Last year, ranked 12th. Again, bigger sample size. There is not a single, like, box that he does not check out of the things I like out of golfers this week. So, I mean, I feel like he's a good ladder play. You could take him top 40, but then, like, go heavier on that, but then go top 30, top 20, top 10. But I'm just going to, at plus 100, I'm just going to take him top 40. And I feel like that's a very safe play for him this week.
0: I'm going to stick with that market as well. I'm going to go with Justin Lauer, top 40 plus 175. Um, I love the top 40 market in terms of like being able to identify these guys that we may not necessarily trust to win or even contend, but they're just grading out for us a lot higher than their price would suggest. Um, You've talked about putting a lot. I have Lauer as the number one slow green putter in this entire field. He also happens to be a really great iron player as well. He ranks 10th in this field in overall approach play. Uh, And he's coming off a 53rd in Phoenix, which is okay, but he did gain over 2.5 strokes on approach. Uh, and kind of the only thing that held him back was his putter in Phoenix. And he's shown his long-term form with the putter. He's one of the best putters in this entire field, particularly when you put him on uh, slower greens. So he's also got a 23rd at El Cardinal and 15th at Corral. So he gives you that pass palm form too. I'm going to go with Justin Lauer plus 175, top
1: 40. I love it. I love it. All right. So I'm going to take us over to the first round leader market. And again, same as last week, Right now these are my leans. Um these are the only two bets I have not actually locked in yet because I want to see the T times. Um but first I'm going to look at N- Nikolai Hoygaard. He's 30 to 1 to be the first round leader and considering that what is he to win like 18 to 1, 15 to 1. He's a, he's like second odds on favorite to win the whole thing. I trust him way more on Thursday than I do on Sunday. And that's not because he doesn't have the talent to win on tour yet. It's just it's as someone who has not done it yet, it's way easier to trust a guy to go out and get a lead on Thursday than it is to fend off all the chasers on a Sunday if he is to be leading late. And so that's why I especially love the number on him in 30 to one. So I like him in this market instead of the actual outright market. And I mean, this is a guy, who, he's kind of like O'Bear where like he's he's next up, you know, he's, he's runner up at the Farmers Insurance Open. Runner up at the Corrales Punta Cana Championship last year. That, As we've said multiple times, I was also contested on past Palom Greens. He's two for two on made cuts at Greg Norman Design Courses. He's a tremendous, I mean, there's really not a flaw in his game, but he's a tremendous putter, tremendous long iron, tremendous mid iron. There's so much like about Hoyguard, And if you're going to take his market where he's like 15 to one, basically double it to Come out uh, as the leader on Thursday. I'd much rather take a dart throw on that than him to win it anyway. So I'll take Wade Guard first round leader at thirty to one at Bet three six five.
0: I'm going to stick with you in the first round leader market and go a little bit farther down the board with Andrew Novak, uh, 80 to one first round leader. One of the things I was looking at statistically was I was filtering out round one performance on these driver heavy, wide open, easy golf courses with a low miss fairway penalty. Andrew Novak shoots to the very top of that list. And it makes sense, right? This is a guy that makes a ton of birdies. He comes out firing. We saw him do it at the Phoenix Open. Uh, where he ended up still finishing eighth. He gained over 5.2 strokes on approach. Uh, he's had a lot of success on slower greens as well. He's also finished 15th at Vedanta Vallarta as well, where he gained over four strokes on approach too. So if you're looking for a guy to make some noise, maybe probably tail off a little bit more as the tournament goes on. I think he could do a lot worse than Andrew Novak in the first round leader market at 80 to one who has a strong historical correlation for coming out of the gates, really hot, particularly on these types of golf courses.
1: All right. I love it. And that brings me to my last play. And this is, so I'm going to stay in the first round leader market again, not locked in yet this strong lean, just waiting on the tee times um and my article on the first round leaders will be out on the action network on either Tuesday or Wednesday but Emiliano Grillo first round leaders 35 to 1 so last year Grillo finally got he finally got that win where he won the Charles Schwab Challenge on his first win what eight years nine years that was his first time winning in a long time and that performance was thanks to his putter i mean i know he had the great approach shots in the playoff but the reason he was even in that playoff was because of the uh, tremendous amount of putts he was making um in that fourth and final round prior to the playoff and like it's funny cuz like he was a guy where his putter was such a big question mark for so many years but he's really dialed it down or dialed it in excuse me and so if you're looking at a course where you want a good putter and you want recent form. Grillo, I feel like, is a great shot to start off strong on Thursday. He's got four top 25 finishes over his last five tournaments. And my most important thing is he finished fifth here last year. And again, as I mentioned in the beginning of the show, when I was talking about Hubbard, not many, a lot of, a lot of this field has not played this tournament before. So him having played, and not only having played, having played very, very well here is going to be such a big advantage, especially on that first round Thursday when so many guys are seeing this course in a competitive fashion for the first time. Um, so yeah, I think I think Grella at thirty five to one is worth the shot in the first round leader market.
0: Okay, I will finish this up here with a matchup, and I will take Doug Gim over Aaron Rye minus one twenty, which is available right now on Bet three six five. Gim has been playing some phenomenal golf recently. He still ranks fourteenth in this field in overall approach play. He's coming off a twelfth in Phoenix, where he gained two point six off the tee, two point eight on approach. Prior to that, he finished top 15 at Torrey Pines as well. So he has now had back-to-back top 15 finishes on way better fields than this, on way more difficult golf courses than this. Now he gets a bit of a soft landing on a course where he has played twice, 33rd cut, so not great. But in the year that he finished 33rd, He gained over nine strokes ball striking. So clearly there's something about this golf course that fits Gim's eye. I just trust his iron play over Rye far more right now and his driving ability. Rye's had a really strong start to the season, missed three of his first four cuts. I'm going to go with Gim as a slight favorite over Aaron Rye as a full tournament matchup available on bet 365. And that'll do it for our Best Bets episode for the Mexico Championship. Before we get out of here, a final reminder that the Links and Locks podcast is presented by Bet365. Bet365 doesn't do ordinary. That's why you get more boosts with them than with anyone else. Every day, they power up the odds on hundreds of bets to give you a chance to win more. Bet365 boosts specific markets, your winnings, and even parlays. And they don't stop there. Keep an eye out for their biggest and best odds with the incredible super boost. Check out the boost and see why it's never ordinary at bet. Three, six, five must be 21 or older and present in Arizona, Colorado, Iowa, Louisiana, New Jersey, Ohio, Virginia, or 18 and older in Kentucky gambling problem Call 1-800-GAMBLER or 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa terms, conditions, and restrictions apply as a reminder, our action experts, Spencer Aguiar and Nick Bretwish, return with host Roberto Arguello tomorrow for the Mexico Championship. Betting preview right here on the Links and Locks podcast. So for Tony Sartori, I'm your host, Andy Lack, and we'll see you back here next week on the Links and Locks podcast presented by Bet365.